What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. All right, we're, we're live. Okay. We, we here. We live. Uh-huh. Turns out that's the name of the band in The Lost Boys. We, li- we live? No, just live. It's a really, okay. Yeah, the band with this sweaty sax man. Maybe you would have had a second meeting about the name. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Coming up in the pod, we talk Roger Stone, Kamala Harris, and the NBA playoffs, and the Jay Barishall rom-com, She's Out of My League. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. Today we are the Real Buzz 2. I'm Real Buzz Rob. Hit the button. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. And to my left we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. The worst has happened. I'm covered in human feces. I can think of worse things. Bonaziwa, Romania. I want to do that one around the holiday. Eight yeah. Crazy Nights. That's a good one. That is a good one. It's a well, very good Adam Sandler Actually, movie. we were just talking before we started recording. We're rapidly approaching 100 episodes. This would be episode 84 or 85? 84, I think. This will be 85, I think. 85, okay. Because I, yeah. I started listening to Con Air on my way down, and that was 84. Con Air, yeah. I kind of stopped listening after we had been doing it for half a year because it was like, I mean, no, 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 I've I did got too. other podcasts. I used, to, I used to listen to all of them. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I would say about 40 episodes ago, I was like, whoever listens to it, fine. I'm not going to yeah. re-listen to it. Well, so, actually, technically I do because I edit them, Yeah, but that's it. And so every now and then I'll go back, and you know, it, it's now a bit of a trek for me to get down here to record, which I'm happy to do, but it gives me time to go back and you know listen and how's the airport it's good i'm pleased to to say that that i still think we're 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 still making me laugh anyway but uh i would like there's a small part of me that thinks that maybe we've gotten a little better as we've gotten along yeah Yeah, i think so yeah i think we've gotten a little better in a rhythm yeah i think so um but what i was thinking i was like fuck we've been doing this long enough that this will be our third fourth of july i think that we've done it coming up here in just about a you know, like a little over a month. That's true. June 1st is tomorrow. Because we did the uh, last 4th of July, we did Independence Day. Yeah. And we told Caitlin, Caitlin was all pissed off. She was like, I thought we were going to do Independence Day too. And we were like, we'll do it next year on the 4th of July. Yep. So uh, I guess we might be doing that. We might as well. Yeah. Book in it. Uh, glad that we're still doing the podcast a year later to be able to do that one that everyone's been asking for. All right. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Let's get to the news.
Story just released today. Uh, Roger Stone, who was a former uh, Donald Trump advisor slash friend slash uh, went to jail, then got pardoned. Slash for... has a Nixon tattoo. Yes, he does. Big Nixon guy. I haven't heard this story. You say Roger Stone and I perk up. Yep, Roger Stone. Fucking guy. Uh, he was on um, a conservative news show. I believe it was InfoWars with uh, Alex Jones. Is that is that right? Yeah, well, Alex, I mean, I don't do know if he was on that show, but Alex Jones is InfoWars. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It used I, I know be. for a fact it was InfoWars. Yeah. So that's Alex Jones' show. Yeah. Uh, and he said, and he would know, he has some experience here. He said that he thinks Trump is going to be charged imminently with ta- uh, tax, either tax fraud or bank fraud. Oh, shit. So he thinks like an actual, but because they, you know, the the DA in Manhattan has a grand jury that they're they're going over something has, that has to do with the Trump organization. Uh, I... Stone probably knows what he's talking about in this regard. Uh, is he saying that to try to rally the troops, or is it him saying like, y- yes. Fuck "Trump, he's going to be"? No, 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 no. He's saying he's okay. saying that that the the DA be- of Manhattan uh, and also Sun District of New York and also uh, whoever the AG is. No, it's not Merrick. Anyways, he's Merrick saying Garland. It's, yeah, he's saying it's it's still kind of a witch hunt. They're searching for anything to charge him for, and he also thinks that this is going to be released just as the truth about Maricopa County voting comes out. So he thinks it's, he's kind of using this to further the whole, oh no, they're doing this to cover up voter fraud shit, which didn't happen. Right? There's, they've done uh, three audits within Maricopa County now, and every time it's come back, no, no, it's all legit. They've yeah. searched for fucking bamboo. They've searched for, uh, it's insane. They, they, there's a theory out there that right-wing people think Trump watermarked the ballots. So that being, so you should be able to put a black light on the ballot and Trump should have watermarked it if it's a legitimate ballot, or if it's not, then it's just made up and fake. Is that not fucking tampering with votes? Then, well, it's it's, bull, it's complete bullshit. He did right, but I'm just saying, even if he did do it, it wouldn't that be like voter tampering? You would think, because say, yeah, he did it for certain votes, but then you know, or certain ballots, but say some random box of ballot gets out there, so then all those don't just fucking count. Be- yeah, I don't know. And Roger Stone, this is manufacturers of ballots. It's, it's guess, insane. But. Right. Oh, I guess. Was that me again? That was you. Had man. to have been. Uh, that was my phone. I'll silence My that. phone is not linked up to the You're board. right. I should have yeah. known that. But uh, it happens once every episode. That's the time does. for everybody to drink. All right, everyone drink. Every time Rob gets an alert during the show, drink. Uh, but Roger Stone is uh, Unless like. you're driving. He's like a cartoon villain, man. Like, he wears those striped suits and those weird boulder dash hats and those circle, like, circular glasses. He looks like an evil Monopoly man. Yeah, he um, absolutely does. He's. And he's got that fucking Nixon, Nixon tattoo on his back. He's kind of just got like, he's got the features of if he was like a shark or a piranha or something like that. He's, yes. He's very, I, I'll, I'll say he's sharp dressed and shit like that. I'll give him that. But he is like a cartoonish fucking supervillain from a comic book. Yeah, man. He has and, the, the face of the most untrust, like untrustworthy person you could ever think of. Yeah. Like if you could say, like if you walked up and was like, hey, can I borrow your phone? He'd be like, get the fuck away from me. I don't, <laughs> I don't even like the way you look. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he borrows your phone. You end up spending six years in fucking jail, probably. But when you were starting to say that and he was talking about it, I was hoping that he had some turn on Trump because that would at least be interesting for him. But no, he's still just out there, you know, spouting the alarms for the next guy to turn on Trump allegedly uh, is going, according to his former daughter in law, is going to be the guy who was heading up the Trump Corporation. So the guy who was doing the taxes, who was doing the books, he's going to be the next guy to flip on Donald. And then his ex-daughter-in-law said he will absolutely flip on him 100% immediately whenever they ask. All right. Which I don't I don't know why anyone wouldn't. He wouldn't. He's not going to take a bullet for you. 
Right. And I guess back to what this whole thing was about, you said that he's going to be indicted for tax evasion or whatever, right? Either tax fraud or bank fraud, according to Roger Stone. Well, and during his presidency, that was a whole thing the whole time, right? He wasn't releasing his tax returns. He was, yeah, it was all fraudulent. So it sounds like now that he's not president, they're going to be able to actually get private citizen Donald Trump. But I guess you can only hope. We're a long way away. We'll see. I I have no faith that he will ever see any kind of actual justice. I think he has enough people in front of him he can throw under the bus to take the fall to where he could be like, well, I never did my taxes. I didn't do that. That was so-and-so. Yeah, taxes? I mean, you know 100% that Eric Trump is going to jail before Donald is. Yeah. Okay? It's a, Tiffany, yeah. Tiffany's going to fucking go to, definitely go to jail before Donald does. Yeah. Yeah, fucking, what's Grover? What's his youngest son's name? Eric. No, oh, no, 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 like no. The Baron. Little, Baron, yeah. Baron. Grover. Grover. <laughs> I knew it was some fucking stupid. But yeah, <laughs> you know. Too bad for Baron Trump. I, he's just a kid. But. No, that's. I feel terrible for that kid. His life has to suck so horribly because, well, I don't know. Maybe he's surrounded by people who love Donald, you know, so maybe well, yeah, he doesn't I think, see the brunt, of, yeah. you know. But he and also, there are a lot of people in this country that love Donald. Yeah, so. I did the math. So with he got, I did. The math I did. So if you have uh, the amount of people who are of eligible age to vote, voted for Donald Trump, you got, what was it? Um, oh, it's, uh, 70 million votes or something like that. Yeah, it's basically, it works out to be like 50, this is how fucked up the country is too though, like 15 to 20% of this country loves Donald Trump. Like the rest are either children, not of, didn't vote, aren't eligible to vote, or voted the other way. Right. So, I mean, it's it's really not as much of the country as you might think. It's really wrapped up in the same shit. Like I remember when I was 18 years old, I don't mean to say the same shit, like this was shit, but anyway, it reminds me a lot of, there was a cult of Obama amongst us that were- seniors in high school and first starting to vote in that election um that was the first election i voted in was obama's first election. yeah, yeah. The, the poster the hope poster yeah. everyone was wearing the shirts no candidate besides obama until trump really had that esteem bernie kind of did but trump takes it to a whole nother level that i mean i don't know no, the, his right. supporters fucking don't Die do hard. anything for him it's it's well and that's kind of the definition of a cult it's th- yeah. there's no amount of there's nothing that can be done to convince you of any other thing other than the opinion they already hold of him. Right. Which? It's the cult of personality. Yes. It's that living color song, you know? It is. If you want to know Donald Trump, just go listen to that song. Cult of personality. All right. Kamala Harris was bombasted by right-wing politicians and right-wing media for tweeting, enjoyed the long weekend. Oh, because it's Memorial Day? Yeah. Um, uh, Nothing like thank you vets or let's right. remember so people are giving her a bunch of shit. But okay, so but the reaction is insane in that like, for example, Nikki Haley, former Trump ambassador to the United Nations, said she found the statement unprofessional. Okay, fine. But then said unfit. Like, dude, did if you go back and look at what Donald Trump said every single Memorial Day, it was the same fucking thing. He was like, have a good long weekend, said nothing about troops. Not really? to mention that, yes, yes, they went back to let the four fucking Memorial Days he was president, said the exact same thing. And not only that, he was the one saying that the troops were losers and fucking, uh, oh, God damn it. He, what did he say? He said, yeah, it, it's what it is. It's, uh, he said they're losers and suckers. Yeah, veterans. He also tweeted out Kobe Fefe. So, like, yeah. if if you want to get on <laughs> politicians for tweeting out nonsensical shit, and this I was, mean, yeah, this was the same day that um, Trump advisor Michael Flynn suggested the U.S. should have a coup like they did. Quote a coup like they did in Myanmar. 
It was at a QAnon conference in Dallas. I mean, whatever. 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 It's who who was the Trump attorney? Um, Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen. Okay, yeah. So his testimony is now. I've started to see little like TikTok type videos on Instagram. Yeah. Where it's like, how many beers are you gonna drink? Like that's what it says at the top, but then it's his testimony, and they're like fifty, or like how many times did you jerk off? I don't know, but it's just like more, a hundred more, two hundred more. I don't know. Anyway, shout out to that testimony. It was really funny, and people need to start turning on Trump like that guy kind of did, even just to save his own. It's ass. not. It's not necessarily even Trump specifically. It's what he's what he's done to our political system and what the people that have been in power because of a direct result of him. I'm talking about like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren yeah. Boebert, those fuckheads. If who, we had a viable Republican party that wasn't led by a fucking circus clown, that would be pretty cool. There used to be cool. one, yeah. man. When I was a kid, yeah, man, I didn't see eye to eye with everything. But it was a legitimate political party. It wasn't just this crazy, insane, fucked up, whatever it is now. It's not a political party. I don't know what it is. It's. I mean, McCain was like probably their last real candidate, but then he did the circus show with Sarah Palin. So it's like, fuck. Maybe but the thing is, the, the Sarah Palin thing, all started. The Tea Party is what really changed yeah. it. But there was a million different things that contributed to it. The Tea Party was a big one. But McCain, like the Sarah Palin, John McCain show, is very mild compared to the last five, six. Oh years. yeah, absolutely. Very mild. Absolutely. I can see Russia from my backyard. Like that's that's a fucking millennia ago. Yeah. You know what the difference between a soccer mom and a pit bull is? Lipstick. Yeah, she and Tina Fey did a fantastic person. She did. Might yeah. be, I would say, the best political impersonation of anyone on, on SNL. I don't. I mean, there's such a long history with that. Dana Carvey as HW That's was okay. so fucking good. I thought. Uh, Farrell as W is pretty good. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was his name as Clinton? He was pretty fucking good too. Yeah, he was. He was good. Daryl Hammond. Yeah, Daryl Hammond. But Tina Fey, Sarah Palin, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I can give you that. It's pretty close. Like I can, it's that's definitely top three. Whenever I think of Sarah Palin, I actually think of Tina Fey. They so look I guess so yeah, similar. I can give you that. When I think of W, I think of W. Dude, do you remember the porno that came out with who's bang? Who's Nayland Palin? Who's Nayland Palin? It was. Um, oh, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the name of the the uh, the performer oh, fuck, who played her? I can't her? remember. I, she's famous. She's a she is she's famous. a famous uh, pornography performer. Fuck, I can't think of Lisa Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann. Yeah. Lisa Ann. That's yeah. her. It, I mean, it was it was a laughable like setup. Oh it, yeah. It was like she was in Russia and these two were like, "Hello, Mrs. Palin. We would like to nail you." And they literally sounded like that. Yeah. Our tank broke down. There was a shitty like CG tank at the beginning on fire. It was like a cartoon tank, and yeah. they were like. A tank broke down as we were coming from Russia. Only thing to help is if you suck dick. Yeah, and exactly. Like, oh, well, okay. okay, okay then. It's like Carmen's mom. Mind Jaiza. Okie dokie then. Uh, all right, moving on to the NBA playoffs. They are uh, back and they're allowing full capacity at, at NBA arenas now, which is wonderful. Really, it makes the viewing experience so much better when there's fans and like, and they're really impassioned fans now because they haven't been to a game yeah. at a full capacity arena in a year or so. It's cool to see the Knicks fans. I, oh, I the Knicks fans have them. been crazy. Yeah, yeah man. that's been awesome. The Knicks fans have been insane, a little too insane because uh, yeah. this is what I'm getting into. Uh, I guess being not able to watch live sports in a public venue for a year is completely like people have just forgotten that you can't do certain shit in an arena. <laughs> yeah. So this guy spit on Trey Young, Atlanta Hawks guard, yeah. spit on him. Like it was caught on camera. There's cameras everywhere. Like, what do you think you're going to get away with? 
And the guy not only spit on Trey Young, but he spit over 50 cent to spit yes. on Trey Young. He did. That's, you I'm so glad if you he saw that. 50? He would have got fucked up. 50 would have, yeah. 50 would have fucked him up. 50 would have foftied him. What? Well, so 50, there was a while there on Instagram where 50 was the best fucking thing to follow on Instagram because he would just post like, this motherfucker owes me money. And he would post like text <laughs> messages between him and people that was owed him money. Was this back when he called out uh, Floyd Mayweather for it was not being able to that read? Time. It was like a year or so after that. And he got this text from somebody that was like, Fofty, please, please stop putting this because like they mistyped 50. So he for a while there on his Instagram, he'd be like, Fofty, he's out to get you. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but also, you've got another fan uh, in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, or Boston, Boston. Yeah. Well, there's there's that fan in Boston that threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I saw that. And he got that. <sighs> both all these fans have been lifetime banned from the arenas. And then there was a third guy who dumped a bucket of popcorn on muscle on Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, what are you guys doing? Like, I get it. You haven't seen live sports in a while. You can't throw shit at the athletes. Right. When did everyone become Philadelphia Eagles fans? Right. You know? Yes. Well, I guess technically one of them was a Philadelphia fan because they dumped a popcorn on Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So the Sixers. Like, Philadelphia, I get that shit. Like, they're insane. Yeah, Philly fans are crazy. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Boston, I guess they're pissed off at Kyrie because he was well, he played there and left. But Kyrie, still, I mean, that doesn't... Kyrie. It's not justifying anything. No, not and Trey at all. Young is a massive shit talker. Whatever who, you can't. Yeah, but you still can't spit no. on the guy. Like, that's, like what the fuck? You, why can't you just be a normal human being and yell some horrible obscenity at him? Okay. Yeah. Like just do the normal fan thing. Even even if I was in like at a bar or something. Say I'm at a bar and I accidentally step on some guy's shoe and he like gets in my face and we start arguing at each other. If I spit on that guy, he's fucking me up. That's literally the most like, disrespectful yeah, thing exactly. you can do to another human being. If someone spits on me, I want to go fuck him up. You yeah. know, I'll, I, even if I get my ass kicked, I at least got to defend my honor. It's like being slapped with a glove. And the guy was like, yeah, but Kyrie, and here's the fucking crazy part about this. The fan was like, yeah, but Kyrie stomped on Lucky at the, on center court at halftime. It's like, well, okay. That's insane. But then Kevin Garnett like went on Instagram and was like, yeah, man, that's not cool that you stomp on Lucky. It's like, what the fuck Jesus is wrong with you? Well, because the guy was wearing a Kevin Garnett jersey, too, that threw the water yeah, bottle. Yeah, he was. At, yeah. So Kevin Garnett's like defending this dude. Yeah. And even there was fuck. Glenn Davis was like, yeah, man, you can't be doing that's fucked up. It's like, what are you talking about? He stomped on a logo on a are you on a are you not grown men? What is wrong with you? Yeah. Well, and then. I don't know. Think back to, I can't remember what year it was, but mid-2000s, the Bush years, the malice at the palace when... That was crazy. Some dude I threw water on Ron Artest or whatever, and yeah, then Ben Ron Wallace, Artest and is, yeah, 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 they all got in a big brawl. So, I mean, I guess shout out to the NBA players not pulling a meta world piece and jumping into the stands oh, and Russell Westbrook wanted to. Yeah. He was definitely having to be held back. Like, he kind of has that short fuse. He's not as insane as Ron Artest is, but he yeah. has that short fuse where he could lose his cool for enough, like, a, 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 a small amount of time to where he might go punch a fucking fan. Ron Artest would have murdered that guy yeah. had someone not pulled him off of him. And NBA games, I guess, like, you don't see it happen in football as much because even if it does happen, it's on the sidelines probably, and people... They're not showing it on TV, but NBA, you're so accessible to the players. Yeah, I mean, they're right fucking there. Run down there. Yeah. And I've always uh, been uh, someone who has wanted to see this specific product that it will never be able to be put out, but I really want it, and I would pay a lot of money for it. If you could pay an extra fee of some kind in the NFL and all the players were mic'd, and you kind of like a NASCAR <laughs> yeah. where you could like switch channels to listen to someone else talking – or even say the top three players from each team. Yeah. And you could hear what they're saying. 
I would like, it would be like a really like an HBO version of the NFL. Even if they just did an unedited version of whoever was mic'd up. Yeah. Because they do mic'd up and you can tell sometimes they say some shit that they, they're, they're, they yeah, know they're on they, mic. Exactly. Yeah. But they're still cutting out. You know, they're cutting out a bunch of shit that they're actually saying. So an unedited version would be fucking sweet. Because when you go to NASCAR races, you can get that radio where you can listen to each pit crew talking to the driver just to get more of like an immersed experience. I've I never want that, been to NASCAR. But I've been one time. Don't ever go. It's terrible. <laughs> but that sounds cool, I guess. It was, this, it was this strange competing urges from being so bored that I was falling asleep to being not being able to fall asleep because it was so fucking loud. Yeah. That's and then even when you're trying to drink beer, your teeth are rattling. Probably. Oh, no, I was too young. I, I wasn't. I, oh, that's terrible. Stone cold sober. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. It was four hours long. I was like halfway. I'm like, Dad, can we go? He's like, Well, this is all right. I'm like, No, it's pretty fucking terrible. Stone cold sober, Rob Austin. Yeah, stone nah, cold sober, Rob Austin. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on to the movie we are reviewing today. She's out of my league. Which she is in this movie. Let's be honest. Yeah, she's. I mean, yeah. she's out of my. She's out of all of our leagues. Yeah, Alice Eve. Alice right? Eve. Yeah. What very a attractive. hot name, too. Yeah, very good. I mean, almost sounds like a porn name a little bit. It, 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 it has hints of stripper porn name. It absolutely sounds like a porn name. Alice Eve. Yeah. 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 Jenna. Uh, why am I? I don't know. I can't think of a, a real porn star. Jenna right Jameson. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah. Uh, release date was March 14th, 2010. It's weird to think this movie is 11 years old. It is weird. I remember seeing it in college. This is the second time I've seen it, seen it but I, I was, definitely watched it in college. I was 22 years old when this movie came out. I was uh, 21 years old when this movie came out. It makes you feel old, huh? It does. I was, what What time did you say? March of 2010? March 4th. It would have been a week before my 22nd birthday. I would have been 19 at the time. Yes, you would have. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez, I'm 30 now. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Director was Jim Field Smith. He's got three names. Not exactly sure why. Before this, known for shorts, right. Jim Field Smith. It's you Jim know. Field Smith. No, it's yeah. It's like his middle name is Field. Jim Field Smith. Oh, it's not like a hyphenated last name. Nope. Jim Field Smith. Jim Field Smith. That sounds like a. I guess if you think about it, if you just like, hey, I'm Jim Smith. It's like that's made up. <laughs> that name's completely made up. You're not Jim Smith. Throw something in there. I don't know. A fuck field. Yeah, it's like okay if you say Jim Field Smith, it's like all right, that's a viable actual name. Yeah, that actually sounds like you like have a school named after you at Harvard or it, something. Yeah, the Jim Field Smith School of Business. It doesn't sound like a pseudonym trying to like get a hooker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Jim Smith. Oh really? Are you Jim? You couldn't I, even go with John Smith. Yeah, come on, come on, Jim, Jimbo. Jimmy Guy. Before this, he's known for shorts. After this, he's known for that weird movie Butter with... Um, I don't think I, I've even... I don't know. Yeah, it's this movie where it's it's got a lot of big actors in it. It's about this contest in, I think, Texas, where you carve shit out of butter. Okay. It's interesting. I don't know. And then also <laughs> known for lots of episodes of television of a lot of different TV shows. All righty. Cats. Cast away. Jay Baruchel is Kirk. Kirky? Captain Kirk. Captain Kirky, Alice Eve as Molly. None of these fucking people have last names. I don't know why. <laughs> TJ Miller as Stainer, arguably the most disgusting name that we've it had is. on this podcast. And then you find out he got it because he pissed his bed a lot. Stainer. I mean, I guess that makes it better than it being cum stains a little bit. But Yeah, still, that was Jay Barishall's cross to bear in this film. Absolutely. I jizzed in my pants. Oh, God, I hate Lonely Island. That I looked it up though because I was like, it's like that fucking song, and the song came out a year before this movie did. Interesting. So I wonder if they just stole the fucking idea. 
not really an idea more than a scenario, but yeah, I, scenario. I get what you're saying. Yeah, they uh, they incorporated it. Honorable mention to Kristen Ritter as Patty, Deborah Joe Rupp as Ms. Kettner, and then Lindsay Sloan as Marnie. Which they make her out to be like she's supposed to be some kind of a dog. She's a very attractive girl. Yeah, she is. Uh, I guess just when you put her next to Alice Eve, you know. Well, that's, I mean, again, that's what Kirk's brother was saying. It's like, yeah, my wife here, Deb, she's real hottie. She's a real hot box. You put her next to that girl, she looks like a real pig. Yeah, and I did think it was funny. Shout out to Marnie. The whole, we'll get into the whole weirdness with that whole situation. But when she comes down and she's made up the whole time, so she's looking real good. She's like, I'm not wearing any panties either or underwear either. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, so she's she's it, still definitely fine. It was oh for sure, but it definitely but that's that speaks to her ability to act because the way she yeah. delivered the line was definitely a lot less sexy than the way Alice Eve did. Yeah, but again, I think that speaks to her ability to act, not to her like being unattractive. She's I, not. I know she's just an honorable mention, but what else is she in? Uh, lots of stuff. Is she like the righteous gemstones and shit like that now? No, that's not the same chick, right? If you remember, the first thing that comes to mind is. The other guys. She plays okay. Terry's girlfriend off and on. Okay. And there's other stuff. She's she's kind of one of those people. She's been in a ton of things. I can't think of all of them off the top of my head right now. Yeah. It's one of those actors I'd ask my dad, what's he been in? Oh, he's done he's done a lot of things. Lindsay oh, Sloan. Great. But she's I have a I have a crush on her. I like her a lot. Yeah. I, I fancy her, I think is if that I will go so far as to say that I fancy her. She strikes your fancy. She strikes my fancy. Tickles it, eh? Uh I, I. Hey. All right. <laughs> Jay Baruchel. Before this, known for Are You Afraid of the Dark, Almost Famous, Million Dollar Baby, Tropic Thunder, and Night at the Museum. Okay. After this, known for the How to Train Your Dragon franchise, there's been I don't know how many of those movies. A lot. Yeah. I haven't seen a single one of them. Nor have I. It's not, not, not for my age group or demo. He was also in Goon 1 and 2, This is the End, and the newest iteration of RoboCop with Joel fucking can't think of his last name. Edgerton? No. Kinnaman? Joel Kinnaman. Oh, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like that actor. But I do like Jay Baruchel enough. I do like him. I understand your criticism of him, though. He somehow, any performance he has isn't bad. It's it's unremarkable. I think it's because he's not American and he's got an accent and everything he's in, they force him to do an accent. Is he? I think he's like Scandinavian or something. Okay. All right. So I don't know. So I could be way off. Accent. He could just be American too, for all I know. But I don't know. I a name I, like Joel Kinnaman sounds American. I don't dislike movies he's in. Like I won't not see a movie because he's in it. I just said Nazi. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But. I also do, I can't think of a performance of his that's remarkable. He was in like the bad season, uh, he's Swedish, yeah. He was in like the bad seasons of uh, House of Cards, mm-hmm. and then he was in that piece of shit Suicide Squad. Well, he's in the new one too. I know, but hopefully, and that's the thing, hopefully he's I'll like him in this. Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Or if you're from Minnesota, Rick Flag. There you go. And then, just real quick, while we're talking about Jay Baruchel, and this is the end, Go listen to that episode if you haven't yet. I forgot. We did that movie. It's a fucked up, here's the fucked up thing, Keenan. I was thinking we should do this as the end, not remembering that we already have. We have totally done that movie. Yes, we have. Yeah. All right, Alice Eve. Before this, I did not recognize any of her credits. Okay. After this, known for Men in Black 3, Star Trek Into Darkness, The Raven, which we talked about with uh, John Kuzak mm-hmm. last week. She plays a love interest. 
replicas. Oh shit, really? Uh, yes, she does. All right. And bombshell. That- She's sexy, Alan Poe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, we're not in. No, 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 no. That was a a misfire. Um, Okay, well, quick side note about Alice Eve backstory. Of course. So one of her credits that is before this is a movie called called Crossing Over. Yep, I saw that one. And Never heard of it. So I saw that movie when I was a freshman in college in a class called Ethnological Film Study. That's a fucking class? That was the class, and we just meet in a big lecture hall. There was probably like 40 of us or so. And... All the teacher would do, it, usually we'd watch movies like from different cultures and stuff like sure. foreign films. The movie Crossing Over deals with immigration and like ICE in America and stuff like that. Okay. So, you know, it had a point, a message to it. It's a good movie. It's kind of deep. But in that movie, she shows her Hooters after getting on with really? Harrison Ford. Yeah. Which was a weird, because she's just so goddamn hot too, obviously. And I remember being what a freshman. What year was this? Like 2009. It was like right before this movie came out. Because uh, after I saw this movie, I was like, holy shit, that's that girl from that movie from my class. I'm not going to lie, she's got a nice set of cans. I know, but it's very awkward to be in a lecture hall with like 40 students and you're supposed to be taking notes on the movie because there's tests on it. It's like, well, she just showed her cans. It's pretty nice, but you got to be all academic about it, you know? But really. What? Are you saying I wasn't eloquent enough talking about her cans? No, I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. So that's the first time I saw Alice Eve was she I will always think about being in that class. And there's her boobies right there on the on the screen. I have psychology in the same lecture hall. Never going to look at it the same. What's that uh, Jim Carrey scene from Liar Liar where he gets on the elevator with the girl with the large brush? <laughs> He's <laughs> like, like, Mama, I mean, nice boobs. I mean, I, I want to squeeze them. You got great jugs. You got great jugs. Yeah. I mean, I want to squeeze them. I mean, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, when we need to do Liar Liar, but when I saw that movie and when I was a kid, it was in theaters, and apparently I looked at my parents and said, <laughs> he said she's got nice chugs <laughs> instead of jugs. Anyway. It's actually really funny. Nice chugs. All right. T.J. Miller. Before this, T.J. is known for Cloverfield, The Goods, Sell Hard, whatever, that Jeremy John Piven Reddy movie. story. Yeah, which uh, Neil Brennan directed. Really? Yeah. It's it's not the best, but it's actually kind of funny, I think. He makes fun of it so much in his podcast. He's like, really? hey, you know, who do... Who do we blame for for the goods? Is it my fault? Is it the fact that Jeremy Piven can't hold a fucking role, like a major role in a comedy film by himself? I don't know. It's like, like, <laughs> I just remember fucking what's his name from The Office. He's like DJ Request. And, and Ed it, Helms. No, 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 no. Um, it is Craig Smith. Craig Smith. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So yeah. Craig, sorry. Yeah. And uh, he's a DJ. And every time someone's like, hey, will you play this song? He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. And then he just plays something completely different. It's the best joke in the whole movie. Yeah. He's DJ Request. And he literally does not take requests. And it happens like four times. And it's funny every goddamn time. And Craig Robinson always. Craig Robinson, not Craig Smith. He has yeah. that crazy haircut the whole time. Yeah. It's uh, it's very funny. Yeah. Also, and this is the end. Go listen to that episode. So dress the elephant in the room. Oh, come on, man. That's not cool. Craig's right here. Uh, all right. TJ Miller, after this, known for also known for the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Yeah. Get him to the Greek. Yogi Bear. Our Idiot Brother. Rock of Ages. Transformers 19. Uh, Big Hero <laughs> 6. Silicon Valley. Ready Player One. And Deadpool 1 and 2. Yeah. And then some legal issues. So... This was brought to my attention, and I wasn't aware of it. He has some sexual misconduct allegations? He's got sexual misconduct allegations. Um, I think he was a masturbator, or at least a kind of a flasher. Come up to my hotel room and my dick will be out type he thing. Didn't, did he not learn from Louie? 
I could be wrong about him doing that. But what I do know that he did, he does have misconduct allegations. Can't tell you exactly what those are. But I think as he was like going through that shit, he also called in a bomb threat to like the Denver airport or some shit. Like he kind of had a falling from grace. And the thing is, is I think TJ Miller's really goddamn funny. Like, and this he's kind of douchey, but that's how his character is supposed to be. This isn't my favorite uh, role of his. I do think he's very funny. Silicon Valley, he's great. Silicon Valley, it's almost like this character, but just like at least that character actually had done something in the past. Yeah. I don't know. Um, And he still supports Richard in Silicon Valley instead of just being a put down the entire fucking time. God, we'll get into it. But it it really bummed me out when his friends were like, well, yeah, you're definitely not good enough. It, It really bummed me the fuck out. Well, and he was the one really leading the charge. Of course he was. Everyone else was like, yeah. The the fat friend was real funny. We'll get into it. All right, moving on to net worths. Two chains. Jay Baruchel. Oh, I should remember from this is the end, but I don't. Uh, It's probably increased since then. Yeah. uh, 20 mil? Six. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I think he's he's undervalued. Yeah. I think he's undervalued. I think- uh, He's Canadian. I'd say cloak 10 is probably more appropriate. Uh, Canadian has nothing to do with his value. I'm just saying he's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's taxed more. He deserves more loony. <laughs> uh, loony toonies. That's a, that's, that is a Canadian currency joke. Yeah. When I first found out that they have loonies and toonies, I thought the person was fucking with really me. Really funny. Yeah. It's, it's just like, why would you like call it? Are talking like loony toons? Yeah, loonies and toonies. Serious? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, don't call your currency that. Like, no one, no wonder no one in the world takes you seriously. Well, you trade loonies and toonies. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just about two toonies short of a loony. Oh, sorry. I just need a couple more loony. <laughs> you go send to your fucking loony bin. All right. I'm Al- sorry, Canada. Alice Eve. She's actually Australian or something. Australian. I can't do an Australian accent, but I'm you, can, a, you can tell she's kind of forcing the American yeah. accent in this film. Yeah, there's times it slips through, and in Crossing Over, she has she's just allowed to use her accent. Why so. can't she just have an Australian accent? I don't I wish understand. I, Why I don't does know. she have to have an American accent? I also Jay Baruchel's Canadian. I wouldn't have had a problem if this movie was in Toronto. He certainly instead doesn't of fucking hide Pittsburgh. that fucking accent. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, Alice Eve. So super hot, but hasn't done yeah. a lot. Mm, no. I should have paid more attention to what you said she did, but I will guess uh, five million. Six. Six. Very close. We'll give it. We'll give it to you. Her and Jay Baruchel, you know? Yeah. I, I, Financially, she's not out of his league. <laughs> no, you no, know no, what I'm not. saying. Uh, TJ Miller. Ooh, 10 mil? Nine. Good job. Oh, my God. All right. 85 episodes into it. I'm starting to figure it out. All right. Now we'll move on to Specs and Eats. Yes. Indeed. Runtime is one hour, 44 minutes. A little long. It's a little long. This should be a 90-minute movie. Yeah. Uh, when you said we were doing this movie, I got excited. I was like, this should, uh, 98 this sh- this minutes, should be 90 minutes. 98 right. yeah. at the max with three of them being credits. And it's 104. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's they, uh, there's one specific scene that I said they could have shortened this up. We'll get into it. Uh, budget, $20 million. Opened up at nine point seven million, gross thirty two million domestically, forty nine point seven million globally. Ah. Made money. Yeah, it was it was a successful film. As far as rom coms go, this was one of them. Rom coms plot keywords number one: pubic hair. <laughs> okay, I get it. Yeah, number- there's there's definitely one in that scene that I'm expecting to be on this list. Oh, we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, number two: black panties. Number three: sex comedy. Number four: cleavage and sex comedy. Sex comedy. I like that. It is kind of a sex comedy it, that no one has sex in when you think yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Dry hump comedy. Number four, cleavage. Premature ejaculation comedy. (laughs) And number five, pregnancy. I think that's just referring to his brother's wife. Yeah, I guess so. She is pregnant. She is knocked up. That is true. That's a different movie. I was definitely expecting uh, male rear nudity to be. It it was on on there. Uh, Okay. In your defense, it was 100% on there. I didn't put it on and I should have. I have it in my notes. That's a classic. That is a classic. It's bad that we've done this podcast enough that when I saw that butt, I go, ah, male real new. That's male rear. I can't even fucking say it, but I knew it was going to be a plot keyword. I mean, let's be honest. Like, straight or gayness aside, fantastic looking ass. You know, I was wondering, is that actually Jay Baruchel's ass? Well, it's actually in trivia, so you'll find out. Okay, well, I wrote down the note. Didn't really need to see that Jay Baruchel ass, but I guess go for it, bro. I'm not upset about it. Yeah. It's very... I mean, it's a good... I mean... I'm going to guess true now based on this conversation, but we'll see what happens. All right, taglines. You're you're just going full Minnesota, huh? Taglines. Number, the first tagline. How can a 10 go for a (laughs) 5? Okay. Second tagline, when she's this hot, you only get one shot. I don't know if that if there's a pun intended for the premature ejaculation there or not, but it kind of <laughs> makes it funnier if it is. They were going for the rhyme anyway. I can appreciate the 99 Buster Rhyme. 999 Buster Rhyme. Six is for is six for chicks or dicks? Six is for dicks, I guess. Four is for whores. Four is for whores. Three it's is not really for me. PC. Yeah, well, you know. Five's jive. That it, was always my favorite four, one. Four is for sex workers doesn't really... Flow off the tongue as well. Yeah, there you go. Four is for females, which hashtag feminism. All right. All right. It is now time for the canopsis. I will refer to Cannabis Keenan. Please give us your canopsis. Kirk is your average, everyday, normal guy working for the TSA, but surprisingly, he's not a dick. Described by his friends as a solid six, or is it a five? Five. I, well, I know. That, that was a joke, because at one point he said he's a, Anyway. Yeah. Kirk finds himself falling for a hard ten named Molly, who for some reason seems to actually be into him. Can Kirk God damn it. Can Kirk put aside his insecurities and skepticism to make it work with the beautiful Molly? Or will he keep saying she's out of my league? The answer to that question is in this movie he'll get together with her in real life this would never work yeah i i don't mean that as like a i just mean as a realist hey man uh-huh hey, uh, I, uh, I, I, I guess i can come back later and <laughs> give you your phone i i don't know I'm, i remember you very well molly I'm, I'm very awkward and don't know how to handle this He's, you're gonna invite me to this nice party i'll wear my tsa costume i'm sorry that i prematurely ejaculated the first time <laughs> i met your family it really wasn't something i was trying to do uh, it's whoa whoa <laughs> that's him when he's cuming cuming yes cumining cumining all uh, right now it's time for the real bus rundown uh keenan you want to start yeah, so, well, my first note, we already just kind of got into it. I'll take any excuse to do my shitty Jay Baruchel impression. So. Mine was j- equally as shitty. And then I already went over my next note, so I crossed it out. So the next one is, been raw-dogging some randoms. Oh, I wrote that down, yeah. too. Always That's hilarious. with protection, though. You know, double bagging. He it. goes, raw-dogging <laughs> some randoms. Wow, Kirky, it sounds like you got some great things going on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think at first she says a snatch parade. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah I just been raw-dogging some randoms. And then her boyfriend, who's now hanging out at 
his parents' house. It's like raw dog and random, huh? Sounds good. Yeah, I don't well, know. But the, the 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 reason why that jerk jerk the reason why that jerk the reason why that joke works so well is because he's being genuinely supportive. He's like raw dog and some randoms, Kirk. He yeah. really sounds like he got some good great shit you. going on. The whole dynamic of his ex girlfriend. Who I guess at the beginning of the movie he's just like I know we've been on a break for two years but clearly she's already with another guy so he's living kind of in denial or whatever and she's hanging out still at his house with his parents she's bringing her new boyfriend yeah she makes that wrinkle known that yeah. she's kind of been adopted her by brother, that family yeah, yeah. his brother likes her more so that whole thing was weird. But the fact that her boyfriend now is so like genuine to him is pretty fucking. Yeah, funny. it's it not. Like, he's not being condescending or an asshole. He's like, oh, that's great, Kirky. Yeah, banging just, some randos. Like, Fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. Uh, and also, it really surprised me that when the credits started rolling, it's at a DreamWorks picture. I'm like, isn't DreamWorks normally like when you see DreamWorks, it's like a really classy like Steven Spielberg type movie or like Shrek? Yeah. Well, or just, yeah, animated. I, I guess, no. It's not always just animated, it's e right? No, it's either animated or it's Saving Private Ryan. Right, or Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess he produced this movie then. Because DreamWorks it's, is his, it's his company. Studio. Yeah. It's absolutely his studio. Yeah, so maybe he wasn't the direct person behind it, but ipso facto. Something tells me he didn't have a lot of creative input on this particular No, it, did, it didn't follow a lot of the Spielberg tropes. It followed all the rom-com ones. It definitely did. Yeah. Um, Have we mentioned that this is a rom-com yet? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but also, the the piercing question at, the, at airport security is pretty wild. Like, you, you would not be able to get away with oh, that Oh, yeah, today. not at all. Is there any piercings you want me to know about, ma'am? And this wasn't even the Bush years. This was the Obama years. This was definitely 2010. I mean, women were already starting to awaken that they can't be treated like garbage at this point. And question, maybe I'm wrong about this. What, what Isn't that... The guy from um, Fly of the Concords, who's their agent? No, no, no. That guy is the he guy. He looks so similar. He kind of does look like Murray. That guy's from, shit, I think he was on Mad TV way back in the day, and then he was on Eastbound and Down. He was the principal. Yeah, remember that. Of the school. That guy, shout out to that guy. Pretty much any time he's in something. Pretty he's, funny. He's just such an awkward dude. Like, this one was the most scumbaggy I've ever seen that actor. Yeah, he's you normally know? not quite so viscerally scumbaggy. Yeah. He's normally more of like a jovial kind of dopey guy. Yeah. But this this one, he was just like, is your clit pierced? Yeah. <laughs> Got anything I need to inspect there for you? Yeah, it was it. I, I also weird that I didn't realize Branson was known like nationally as like people from Philly go to Branson, Branson, Missouri. To, I mean, again, I think that was the joke. Like Pittsburgh, I not went, Philly. Sorry, Pittsburgh. You're right. Penguins. But, yeah. But people but go from still, really? Pennsylvania to Branson? I Such a random thing that I feel like you almost have to be from Missouri to truly appreciate that Branson joke. You I know? guarantee you 99% of the people who watch this movie have no idea where Branson yeah, is. Yeah, they were probably, what the fuck is Branson? Go back two episodes. I talk about my time there during Mother's Day because I was there. So my last note that I wrote down, I'll skip ahead, was that I really wish that when you went down to that Branson trip, and now in my mind, you guys were all wearing those matching yellow sweatshirts. That bound, said bound Branson, for Branson? Branson bound. Branson bound, yeah. yeah. Yet. I can see you and your parents doing that. I can see your mom I can see my mom like, doing that. Here's, here's a matching t-shirt, Robbie. Yeah, you just put it on. And I'll be like, no, mom, I'm good. Like, no, 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 it's gonna look... No, she, she would absolutely... All the ladies will love it, Robert. This is why you're still single. You won't wear matching sweaters with your mom. It'll show you love your mother. Chicks love that. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Diane. I know you don't sound like that. No, that's the thing. Like, I, she has conversations with me about this. She's like, do you talk about me on the podcast? I'm like, of course I do. She's like, well, do you do that stupid accent? I'm like, yes, I do. She's like, you know I don't sound like that. I'm like, no, I know, but it's not. It's way funnier if I make you sound like yeah. that. She sounds just completely normal, but yeah, it is Completely fun. normal. Yeah. It, can we talk about Alice Eve's teeth for a minute? She looks like she has 11 extra teeth. Like, when she just, like, she has this big smile. She <laughs> looks like she has more than the normal amount of teeth. I mean, I didn't notice that, but, you know. It's like, it's. She's got webbed toes, so maybe she's got extra teeth, too. And also, that's creepier than Jay Barishaw was making it out to be. Like, that's not nothing. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I wrote down, I bet you Robbie would actually have a problem with those webbed toes. It's pretty gross. Ah, I mean, I'm not into feet anyway, so like. Look, if you're you asking know? me if I could, could I overlook it for Alice Eve? Of course, yeah. I'm not fucking psycho. But like, that's like, oh, that's all. Like, it's pretty fucking gross. I'm pretty sure you could just cut that shit out these days, too. Yeah, right? so, get surgically, that yeah, she's right. very successful. She she's making it. 50k every time she fucking plans a wedding. Yeah, I think she could have that surgically repaired. Yeah, but not saying that she needs to. I'm saying I, I 100% I would, am saying she needs to. I did it's think it was disgusting. Funny. He's like, that's your defect. I thought you'd have a little penis that talks or something. He <laughs> did go off and like, well, I thought sick. you'd just have something else way worse, like a penis that talks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Jay. whoa, that that thought crossed your mind at some point. She's got some. I mean, they're, don't get me wrong. They are world class chompers. I'm not saying it's like a bad thing, but the way her smile protrudes, it's it, she looks like she has seven extra teeth. Okay. Well, she's got a toothy smile. Toothy gal with your toothy smile. I love you. Are you doing Smelly Cat? Something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I also say Kristen Ritter is queen of OG bitch face. She is, but I also did appreciate like when she's first in the movie and she's being a bitch, that guy's like, hey, you're supposed to be off your cell phone on the plane. It's bad for the plane. She's like, are you a plane doctor? No? So shut the fuck up. I, that made me laugh. Well, and it was funny because her retort was like, go shit in your hand. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel like you really thought that one through. Like, uh, But I, I can appreciate her standing up to that fucking guy because like, I, people kind of need to mind their own He's kind of a plane, Karen. Yeah. A, a plane. Con what's the male? The, yeah. I, a plane, Chad or Kyle. Chad, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he and. Like, I get pissed off when I go on flights. We've talked about before how I don't think people should be barefoot on flights. But if I see someone barefoot, I'm going to do what every red-blooded normal American should do and sit there and steam about it and be pissed off and not say anything. It's completely disgusting. my own business until we get off And Calvin is one of these people that's the problem. He's like, yeah, man, I wear flip-flops on flights all the time. Like, you're a real piece of shit. Like, don't do that. It's disgusting. I wrote down Calvin is also wrong about being barefoot in a plane. It's disgusting. It's if, disgusting. If you are walking into a tube that flies 20,000 feet in the air with with recycled air and you were wearing flip-flops on a plane, you were a piece of fucking shit. Yeah. Now, all that being said, as I'm saying it here on the podcast, if I'm on a flight and I see it happening, I don't say shit. To well, of person. course, I'm not yeah. I, I'm not going to go out of my way to but but you are an asshole if you do that. Yeah. And that's kind of where I feel like uh, Kristen Ritter was justified to tell that guy to fuck off, though, you know? Agreed. You know, I, mind I your own business, guy. Uh, um, <clears throat> did you did you know about the house ball rule etiquette during bowling? No, I, I had no idea what that was. I don't need no. I don't know what that well, is. You're you're no. You saw the guy do it in the film, right? Like it's a crowded bowling alley, and he's like, "Well, I got into this my own lane first. Like, what are you talking about? Just no, so that roll that is kind of a rule, though. I is, do okay, know about is it? That. Okay, okay, I didn't know it was called the house ball rule, but I was in a bowling league in my senior year of college okay i'm goddamn terrible at bowling and i would just go up there and fucking roll whenever but as, apparently as i do 
apparently, if the person next to you is about to take their shot, shot. you're not supposed to roll until, until they roll. So this goes in the same category as like someone who talks during a backswing in golf. Okay. Yeah, or if they walk through your line when you're putting, you know, walk okay. between you. It's it's the same kind of etiquette. In a bowling league, I get that rule. In a casual bowling setting, I think that's horseshit. Yeah, I agree. Just deal with it. Yeah, it's, and it, they weren't playing in a bowling league. Yeah, it seemed like it was a public bowling. Like everyone, It wasn't like a private event where there was some kind of an actual event going on, and that guy sucks. <laughs> it is bowling etiquette, I guess I will say, but there you go. Yeah, and, Who gives a fuck about bowling etiquette, though? Not me. Yeah. I went through this kind of entire spectrum of how I felt about Jay Barishaw being with Alice Eve. At first, I was like, he's not <laughs> that bad looking. Like, when you look at them together, they, they, it's not the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. But then as the movie goes on, and as he divulges more things about his character's personality, like his job, his car, and everything else, I'm like, no way. It's completely unbelievable. This fucking guy who works at airport security, drives a Dodge Neon, and there's just no fucking way. I, I just, by the end of the movie, I'm like, there's absolutely, n- my suspension of disbelief is gone. Yeah, I yeah. She is a very success. She's putting on fucking events at the Wharton exhibit, or the Warhol. She's literally the 1% of women you could ever attain as a man. Yeah. And, and, and Jay Parishel's not a bad looking guy. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but is she gonna fall in love with him from that little exchange no, at TSA and then not. lose her cell phone and be like, "Well, why don't you just come to the Warhol exhibit? I'm hosting a fundraiser. You know what? You should wear that TSA uniform because that was fucking sexy." Let's be real honest: women who have that amount of stature, who are that attractive, who are that successful, would never—and I will repeat—never speak. To a character like Jay Barishalson, ever. Yeah. It would never happen. How many times has a, a, any, not even just a chick like Alice Eve, but just anybody fell in love with their TSA agent? I don't think it's ever happened. You think people get into TSA to find love? No. You know? I think you get into TSA because it's got good benefits, decent pay, and it's a steady job. Yeah. They probably get hooked up on flights or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Yeah. They get stuff on flights too. (laughs) Yeah. And also when he does, does go to that, like, event at the gallery or whatever the fuck everybody besides the gallery owner i guess but everybody is just way too fucking cool like they start showing out there one of the hot waitresses thinks the fat guy's sexy right away yeah, again and- no the, the theme of this the, the theme of this movie is all these people are like i the very attractive girl comes by and says your friend is hot he's objectively not hot right he's you could cute i could buy yeah, uh, he's cute. Cute. He I could probably see. he got his wife probably with his personality. Cool, you know? I could see. Hot. I know a lot no, about that. I'm not hot. Like I'm like hot is a whole different thing. Right. Like abs. You have to have abs to be hot. Yeah. Like this guy. No, he, cute, uh, funny, uh, great guy. All those things apply to him. Hot does not. <laughs> yeah. So and, and even Kristen Ritter, who's supposed to be like the super bitch, and you can tell that she's supposed to be a mega bitch. She's still really cool to Jay Baruchel. Like yeah. she talked shit, I guess, on him a little bit behind his back, but she's still cool yeah. to him every time you see him face to face. She's also hot, by the way. She de- she definitely one hundred percent. She's got she's got the the yeah uh, the fappening got her as well. Did it really? Yeah, it did. Uh, well, yeah. I know Walter White got her too. Well, he well he neglected her. I yeah. think is more appropriate. Yeah. He let her die. He did let her die. He yeah. could have saved her. Uh, and honestly, and maybe this is why I'm kind of uh, 
a little more not militant's not the right word but just like focused on this whole movie because i kind of relate to it in the sense that like so my entire relationship with my ex-wife everything that happens to Barishel in this movie happened to me all the time yeah all the fucking time i was i remember we were in nashville once sitting at a sushi bar and there was a lady sitting next to her i was on the other side and she was she was fucking hammered just hammered drunk and uh she looked over and was like hey how do you guys know each other i'm like oh well well, you know we're just we're together we're here for a trip to nashville's like you're with her i'm like yeah i am he's like what are you and she basically did it like she again she was very hammered but like five times like what are you doing with him i'm like lady you're starting to hurt my feelings man yeah no the first three times i was like it's cool she's drunk but the fifth time i'm like lady you're starting to hurt my feelings. I'm right here. That's fucked up, man. And I, and I think that's why, I, to an extent, I can kind of relate to this movie. Uh, there was a girl that I used to date, and um, not to say, I mean, Sam's obviously very beautiful and everything. Of course um, she is, yeah. People have come up to us and been like, you guys look like you're really enjoying yourselves. But there was a girl that I used to date. Does she dance? She does. Okay. We won't mention her name. Nope. She ripped up my heart and tore it out several times, but she was definitely out of my league. Um, and we would, I remember one time we were at Tom Foolery's, rest in peace at that bar. Ah, that's where I went on my first date with my ex-wife. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this was, yeah, one of the first times we went out and we were sitting there at the bar having a drink and multiple people came up. Like at one point I went to the bathroom, I come back, there's already some random dude like, you know, hitting on her because she was sitting alone at the sure. bar. So yeah. I sit down he's like, oh, oh, okay. Ooh. You guys are together, all right? And then he came back up like later on. He was like, hey, man, you should tell her you like her nail polish. She got her nails done. You should tell her you like her nails. It'll mean a lot to her. What the like, fuck? All right. So, yeah, I've been in that same situation, too, where people are just like fucking creepy. Like, mind your own business, you know? Yeah, it's like, it, in what world do you think mentioning that you think that someone's out of someone else's league to their faces is ever a good or polite idea. Yeah. It's just, okay, great. Maybe you personally think that you know nothing about the situation other than what you're seeing in like the physical human form. Like, right. So it's, I've it's never, pretty I've never crazy. Thought, and I've seen couples like that out when I've been out, yeah. but I would never think to go right. up and be like, Oh, what the fuck's going on here? We all have, yeah. but we also all have a, the social filter to not go up and be like, it doesn't add up. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? The guy's probably either really funny or he just really gets her, or maybe he's got a fucking John Hogg. Exactly. You there's, know? You could have a John Hogg, or yeah. maybe, you know a what? A Ham Hogg. There's yeah, a John Ham Hogg. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, or maybe there's just scenarios where people are attracted to each other for other reasons other you than can't just. can't help who you're attracted to. Yeah, dude. It's like, yeah. attraction. So that kind of gives some credence to this movie, I guess. But, it, I think we are. Uh, I think we're kind of yeah, we're, we're coming we're around. Coming around. We're think, coming around. I think, on I it. think we were the assholes before, and now we're yeah. coming around, being like, "No, this movie has we're a good message." We're just used to being the Jay Baruchels. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. it, it is insane to me. People could be like, "What is, you, you, you? One of you is way better looking than the other one." Like that's insane to me. Yeah, you don't know these. Like, why would you ever say that to someone? It's insane. I, like, okay, Super fucked up. Even as a like my like. I'm one of your best friends. Look, dude, I, I I would never come up to you and be like, "Yeah, dude, the girl you're dating is way better looking than you." Right? What? Are, like, I because first of all, that's not a thought. That's not something I'd ever really think because I know you and I understand why any woman would be attracted to you. See, I I think any girl that I've ever dated has been out of my league anyway. So I guess I I need to work well, on that for my own self, you know. No, but, no, no, but that's the thing. It's just once. You, 
there's so much more to a person than just their physical attractiveness. Right, absolutely. Yeah, there's so much more to a person. Absolutely. All right, because I can play the humor card. That's about all I got You're going You're one of the funniest guys I know. You know? Yeah, I, I got the John Hamhog, as far as you guys know. Got the John Vienna sausages. Actually, this is this is a good segue. <laughs> this is a good segue to the uh, the pube shaving scene because I, I also tell uh, you that was fucking. You're funny. one of my best friends. I would never be within a hundred yard radius of you shaving your balls. I thought that let alone thing. assist you doing it. I, I should know what the character's name is just besides the fat guy. But shout out to that actor. He's, he's very, he's very funny. funny. And he's when he's funny. on the other side of the door and he's like Kirk and he's like rubbing his, I don't know. He's just like. It's almost like he wanted to get in there and, you know, assist. No, but well, not he did. But just to be a, a good friend, I think, you know, he's, that his face when he's down there in that shot of his face. He I literally asked him, can laughing. you pick him up a little bit? So yeah. I can, it's, it's, oh my God, it's disgusting, but it's also, huge. Eh. <laughs> it's also very endearing at the same time because what a great friend. Yeah, what a great guy. I would, I, I would never do that. For, I mean, I don't think that's a normal thing. Like the, the same time when, uh, What's his face? The only attractive dude of those guys who just brings down his hog to show the fact that he shaves his balls. Like, I think there's a less graphic way to be like, hey, manscape. Yeah. And I mean, it's a scene that we've I've, you've seen in American Pie or American Wedding, I guess. Yeah, when he sh- uh, yeah, I remember that. It's a scene that you've seen in other movies before, but it was a funny take on it. And I did think it was funny when they were trying to talk him into it. And whoever the good looking guy is in the group, he's like, it's a look that says, hey. You can put your mouth here. I thought that was funny as shit. But the thing is, while that's funny, that's also entirely accurate. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, hey, we're not, you we're, can put your mouth here. We're not doing it for aerodynamic purposes, okay? It, we're not all Michael Phelps swimming and wanting to be as fast as possible. Right. Like, yeah, we're just trying to make this ridiculous looking thing look good enough t- for you to. Uh, Service sounds weird when I say it. <laughs> I see that you're trying to be a little bit more PC about it. But service sounds weird when I say it. While you're but yeah. servicing my member. Yeah, it's just that. That's but that's what we're trying I to felt do. Felt dirty just saying that. Yeah, it, it doesn't Christ. feel great. Well, like T.J. Miller. Yeah, a little bit. Let me say while we're on T.J. Miller, because I said we kind of get into it. Uh, I can't tell. I wrote down, I can't tell if I think T.J. Miller is actually being funny in this or just a douche, but as it continued on and all his shit talking in the bowling alley scene and really the entire fucking movie, I was like, yeah, he's just a douche. I guess he comes around at the end a bit. A little bit. And not just a bit. He brings them back together, I guess. He, but his, his character arc still, is eventually redeeming. He's got an arc, yeah. yeah. Um, but then the bowling alley scene in general, we already kind of talked about it, but that's the scene that it went on for like, Six minutes is a long scene, and I think they could have really trimmed down that scene because you already get a lot of T.J. Miller talking shit. I guess you needed the five, you're a five and a six thing, but it's three minutes into the scene before you even get to that conversation. So that was the one scene I was like, they could definitely trim this down. Yeah, I, I still, and I know we've harped on this a little bit, but I can't believe they're just like looking like you're a five man. Just it's yeah. like Jesus Christ, dude, that's your friend. Yeah, like look, even if uh, like. Maybe but really, have a little t- more tact. Yeah. Well, it's T.J. Miller being self-conscious, yeah. I guess, his character. Well, and that's kind of what it... Be, yeah. Yeah. One point, because I'm in a band. It's ridiculous. Whatever. Yeah. Dude, we get three points because we're podcasters. That's right. That's right. So that's we're, we're really right. like nines. Uh, and I did write down a T.J. Miller line that I thought was funny when he was explaining how he got broken up with or whatever. And he was like, and I was depressed. I called off work for two months. And he's like, I thought I had mono. Yeah. Mono of the heart. I don't know. I thought that was fucking funny. I missed uh, that line. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was funny. And then just real quick, because 
we are kind of past other parts. So a question I have for you. Sure. When Jay Baruchel's out, out on that first date, and it was definitely like a plot device to be like, this is why Alice Lee Eve likes him because he's such a nice guy. He sees that lady leave her sweater. Yeah, gives her sweater he back. Gives the sweater back. He's dressed like a waiter. The guy offers him five bucks for bringing the sweater back. Are you taking that five dollars? Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm probably up too. I was thinking about that. I was like, "That's like twenty loony, bro." I get. <laughs> there you go. That's a callback. I like that. Yeah, I, I'd probably be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, thanks. All right, yeah, good night." And then I'd go back and tell Alice Lee, "Yeah, give me fucking five bucks for that. How sweet is that?" Yeah, but I think it's uh, more. She probably wouldn't be interested in him right. at that point. I, yeah. I the, the, the whole point the is, look how nice of a guy he is. Right. The fact yeah. that she's so hot, he has to not only be like just a nice guy, he has to be an exceedingly nice guy. He has to be a guy who wouldn't take free money. Right. Yeah. So anyway, but I just, I saw that scene. And I was like, ah, yeah, I'd take that five bucks. And then the kind of antagonist who's not really a bad guy the whole time, but uh, it's Cam, uh, Cam yeah. her ex-lover. Cam. That actor, seems like a, kind of a nice guy. Seems, yeah, footlong. He's got a John Ham hog. Yeah, he does. Uh, but that actor, I feel like every, I don't know who he is, but I feel same like I've seen him stuff. in this yeah. exact same role so many times. He is typecasted. He's like the ex-boyfriend guy that it's almost, and I feel bad for him as an actor because I feel like this is just a dude that wants to be an actor, but now he's typecast to where it's like, you're almost too good looking and you're not funny enough, but you kind of get this cool persona. So you've got to be the rival to the underdog guy. I wouldn't feel too terrible for him because he's obviously getting regular work as a professional actor. Right. And that's hard enough to do, let alone be, you know, a movie star. So I think he's doing fine. Yeah. But yeah, he probably is a little um, pigeonholed as that specific typecast kind of guy. Yeah. But I, he's probably doing fine. Yeah, good for him. And he's still being an actor that... You know, and he's, he still, to be in he's movies. still a handsome fucking guy. Right. And I'm sure he slays pussy, so... Yeah, he's having a snatch parade. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's I. I'm the band leader of his snatch parade. Are you? I am. You're beating the drum. Yeah, be, no, no. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm the baton twirler. Oh, okay. 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 I'll it, allow it. it there, it's, so it is weird, kind of how fast their relationship accelerated from the first date to the second date to the third date, where she's meeting his family in yeah. a lunch setting, but also admitting that she's not wearing underwear. <laughs> I, There's a way she again. It's good for the movie. I'm not. Right. I'm, I, I like it from a writing standpoint, but from an actual like real life standpoint, you wouldn't be like, I'm not wearing underwear. You'd be like, No, I'm just not going to swim. I think she probably actually was wearing underwear, but she like knows that they fuck with him enough, and she was oh. like fucking with them. That's how I took it. She was just actually being cool. And then when Marnie comes down and she's like, I'm not wearing underwear either. It's like she didn't get like she's actually i don't know i i don't think alice eve actually didn't have underwear so you think not alice eve but her character you think her character was actually wearing underwear yes. but she was just saying that because she knew that that would she was get trying to out. make them uncomfortable because they were trying to make her uncomfortable and him uncomfortable didn't make her uncomfortable so yeah if anything it did the opposite she yeah she threw it back harder at them made them very comfortable and that was funny when his brother like later on it's like all right hold on are you wearing any goddamn underwear well, everyone's thinking <laughs> well, everyone, it. we're all thinking it yeah, that was fucking hilarious. His family, his brother, whoever that actor is. He's very funny. He's very funny. Very funny. Pretty much anything I've seen him, can't tell you who he is, but he's a funny guy. I bet she, I bet Alice Eve has a world-class vagina. You think so? It would surprise me if it wasn't the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, well, anyway. That's that Trump locker room talk for you right Yes, there. it is. That's locker room talk. Um, What else do we have? I've got, I've got one last note. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So we already talked about how he jizz in his pants. Mm -hmm. Meeting the parents, 
anytime is weird. Even now that I'm 30 years old, meeting uh, always Sam's parents when I met them, very weird, very intimidating. You're, you're basically meeting her direct relatives under the guise that you're saying, hello, my name's Keenan. I'm fucking your daughter. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's, you know, meeting the parents. One of those things that will always be awkward no matter what. Never had a situation to where I've jizzed in my pants, though, right as meeting the parents. So the, the situation did kind of make me laugh. It's a pretty wild scenario. At first, I had missed that he had jizzed in his pants, though. I thought he just had popped up. How? I don't know, because I was, you know, taking notes and shit like that. It so. seemed pretty apparent he was like, coming. Woo, woo. But I I don't know, because at first I wrote down, oh, you just need to tuck it up, bro. But then I then the dog starts licking on it. And at Ugh. one point, Ugh. it looked like there was like dog food or something. Did you notice yes, that? Yeah, I like was a piece like, of what meat the of, fuck is that? No, I think what that was was they were, it was kind of a an editing mishap. So they, okay. they have to get something on the pants to entice the dog uh, to lick the area. So I think there was like a tr- like a that's high one value of those treat continuity of some kind. Errors. continuity thing. okay yeah so I don't because that's that w- what I was getting at it's like what the fuck is he is he coming out fucking red meat I definitely did notice that though okay it almost like there was a little piece of sausage or hot dog right like, yeah, okay I noticed that as well I think that was just bad editing yeah okay well that's the last note I had it was like what the fuck is he's coming out of his speaking of the dog I'm not a fan at all of naming dogs with uh with uh titles like captain pickles that's stupid mr <laughs> you don't want military ranks mr bigglesworth no just fucking name your dog doesn't need a title it's ridiculous ah i've never had a pet name that but i think it i don't know i could see myself doing it sergeant it, squirrel i don't know you know you're so, you're selling me on sergeant squirrel i, like <laughs> well, I had that. a squirrel i guess i like that i i do like that um cam was you know back when he was hugging Kirk, under the pretense that he was gay, he was like, can you feel the tolerance? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I enjoyed that a lot. Also, needs to be said, TJ Miller cannot sing for shit. He's a terrible singer. His hair looked great in that scene, though. It did. His hair looked fantastic. He cannot sing for shit. I did think that was a funny little joke, though. He's like, I'm in a band. They're like, you're in a Hall & Oates cover band. Like, it's I, a tribute I, I, band. Yeah, I thought that Adult was entertainment. Is that what it is? I can't. I didn't write the name. Adult behavior, something like that. Something like that. I don't know enough about Hall and Oates to get the pun on the band name. Private eyes are watching you. It's a Hall and Oates song. Uh, Anytime I think, I I know I've talked about on the podcast, but I think of it's always sunny. Where he's like, if anything, you're like Peter Gabriel, and I'm like Hall and Oates. He's like Hall and Oates are two different people. No, it's Hall and (laughs) Oates. Anyway, was that Charlie who says that? Yeah. Oh, it's Hall and Oates. They also did a terrible job of just sinking. The audio with his mouth during that scene where he's singing. That's see, I thought he was really lip singing the whole time because I was like, "That's that's." It not looks like he is lip singing. Yeah. yeah, but it sounded enough like him that yeah, the singing was bad. And I'll also say when the first time that they attempt to have sex, Alice Eve and uh, Jay Baruchel. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna be a two pumper. Yeah, th- there's nothing a woman loves to hear more than oh, I'm not very experienced in the sex department. Right as you're about to have sex, like what are you doing? He's being vulnerable and stuff. I yeah, guess no, 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 but... no, no. I'm all about that. Not when you're like, you, first of all, you've never had sex with this girl, right? Maybe just keep that to yourself and let your performance <laughs> yeah. show that you're not like. Don't be like, oh, before I start, I'm not very good at this. Like, yeah, then don't not, don't let her know you're going into it with nothing that mindset. Dries a pussy up faster yeah. than. Like lack of self confidence, right? Yeah. Like, well, this is probably gonna be good. It's like, what are you doing? Well, let me see here. Do, I, do you want me to just pull it between the little hole in my boxers, or should I take them off? Yeah, dude. It's <laughs> I, I have a micro penis. Like, it's <laughs> you're basically saying that. 
Yeah, well, and he said, you know, I'm going to two-pump you. Also, I can't believe he he couldn't have gotten nuclear on her after they had sex. We was just like, I'm going to I'm gonna divulge all of my grievances with this whole relationship right as they're about to fuck. Well, see, that's where I guess. So he, she's like, well, you want me to show you something that I'm insecure about? And then it's the web the feed. Web feed. Like, yeah. Oh, this is your defrocked? That sets him off. Yeah. And I guess so that's where it. She was showing the defect, and he already—I don't know—but he still should have been like, you know what? Wrap those web feet around my dingaling. Yeah, he should have been like, okay, let's have sex, and I'll be like, hey, you know, here, then list your grievances about the fact that you feel so, you know. Or at the end, he should have been like, oh, well, should we have like breakup sex then? Yeah, exactly. Like, for- you want to make a webbed toe jam sandwich? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to vomit. That's disgusting. The web feet wouldn't bother me. It'd be interesting. Ugh. What do you mean? Inter- I, okay. I I don't want to fuck Aquaman. No, but she would be Aqua Woman, if anything. Okay. Don't really. Is there an Aqua Woman? Is that a thing? I don't know. I never saw that movie. Oh, yeah. Mira. It's uh. never mind. Yeah. We don't need to go back in. Free Johnny Depp. Free him. Yeah. All right. Do you know what time it is? Wait, wait, wait. Let's just say at the end of the movie, they end up happily ever after. He's now flying fucking planes and shit like that. Good for them. You know, whatever. I'm happy for him. Good for them. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, it's a rom-com. You knew they were going to get back together. You knew it was going to happen, but I don't have a problem with it. You know, it's unfortunately, if you want to talk about the real version of the ending of the story, she absolutely leaves him two dates in after once she sees his family and understands how fucking crazy they are, she's gone. Yeah, well, it's true love, Rob. And Jay Barishall absolutely ends up with the version of that girl, um, Marnie. Marnie. Yeah. And they get married. They have kids. Uh, probably two boys, one girl. Uh, they get divorced because she's addicted to meth and he's cheating on her with some other dumb broad. And then the kids don't turn out well. Okay, so I think he marries Marnie. Yeah. They have one kid. Okay. She freaks out about the kid, breastfeeds him until he's like six years old. Oh. Jay Baruchel is just like, well, I guess this is just normal or whatever. I don't know. He's 13, honey. I I don't fucking know. And then he ends up uh, leaving her for the fat dude. Oh, okay. I like it. You know what? Yours is better. You remember when you shaved my balls that one time? So he breaks up with his Asian wife then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, maybe the fat dude doesn't want to break up with his Asian wife. I don't know. Interesting. So the sequel is he's out of my league. I think we're writing the sequel <laughs> yeah, we right now. Are. I think we yeah. need to call DreamWorks and be like, we. Uh, well, I don't know. You shaved my balls once, and my wife is breastfeeding my six-year-old son. No, oh, I'm Jay Baruchel. Here's what happens. Jay Baruchel ends up with the fat guy because that these he just realized that there was this homoerotic sensation yeah. between them while he was shaving his balls. And they're like, wait, why was I erect when you did that? And yeah. I didn't realize it at the time. And then they're like, oh, we love each other. So they end up, they're gay together. That's what happens. That, yeah. And the whole time, Marnie's breastfeeding her grown-ass child. Yeah, Marnie's breastfeeding like a 13-year-old boy. Let me, I, I feel like I should clarify, <laughs> Marnie, she's breastfeeding like a 13-year-old boy. God damn, he got much older. But Bam Margera's wife is all over Instagram breastfeeding their like four-year-old kid. It's fucking weird. Force, force, pretty. It's pretty weird. Pretty weird. The kid's walking. He's talking. He's gonna remember doing this. That's my problem with yeah. it. I, I understand from um, a feeding standpoint why it's advantageous to go, you know, straight to the tap. But it, <laughs> straight to the tap. But at some point, you yeah. you develop enough, even as a young man, as a man, to where it's like 
his sexual preferences are going to be really weird. Yeah. And and Bam's losing his goddamn mind. It's Yeah, he is. It's kind of sad. It's it is sad. Watching it on Instagram. I shouldn't make light of it, but he did put up a video once where he was like clearly trying to have sex with Nikki, that's his wife. And he was like, "Well, Phoenix could get off that titty for enough so I could suck on him or some shit like that." It's just like, "Fuck, man." He he kind of has that um that uh it's the Philadelphia Mayor ad. of East Town accent. I haven't seen that show. It's the accents are wild. Yeah, but it's so I did go back and watch some Viva La Bam like six months ago or so, and they all have that just Philly accent. I didn't know it was it's such an so, accent, it's but it so, is. Yeah. It's such a gross accent. You don't like the Boston accent. I don't like the Philly one. I love the Boston accent, but you don't like it on girls. No, it's disgusting. Yeah, the Philly one on girls. Web, I can't web stand feet up. and women with Boston accents. Big, big boner killer. I like women with Boston accents, but the Philly accent, I don't think I enjoy it really at all. All right, Keenan, do you know what time it is? Scott up, up. It's time for Tipsy Trivia. That was good. Pretty close. That was good. This is the segment of our podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film that we're reviewing. If Keenan gets three of the five correct, I have to shotgun, and he doesn't. If he gets less than three correct, he has to shotgun, and I do not. But... We will all end up shotgunning, inevitably, because it's that kind of show. Number one. Numer Eins. And it should be mentioned, there was uh, it's only three trivia-based questions this time. I figured there was probably There's no much. trivia on this yeah. movie. And they're all true or false. So you all get right. a really good shot. All right. And one is, is it Jay Baruchel's ass or not? That is one of them, yeah. All okay. right. Number one. And it's this one. Jay Baruchel used a body double. True or false? Jay Baruchel used a body double for the pubic hair shaving scene. I'm going to say false. It was true. He did have a butt double. That butt was too perfect, man. That guy has made a living on that ass. You know, I said I was going to guess true no matter what, but then you questioned the... phrased the question differently so i said false i thought it was jay's ass you sold me on it being his ass earlier i that was unintentional i didn't mean to do that or at least not consciously maybe subconsciously i kind of sold you on it that way whoever the butt double was fantastic butt, good looking man ass it's and a realistic looking man ass it wasn't like uh i disagree i don't think it's realistic looking at all well no it wasn't like fuck what's that movie that's the one person asses where you get to see patrick swayze's ass all right that's the one percent yeah that's the unrealistic man ass this one had some hair on it and stuff you know i thought it looked very infant like it was seemed like it was (laughs) infant like it seemed like it was shaved it was very pale it was but just from like a A little freckle or two there all i can tell you is from just like looking at like shapes it was well like from a shape perspective it was aesthetically pleasing there you go i'm not even talking about from like a a sexual arousal it was a nice round bum it was very round yes and from you know a shape just the way like when you see a perfect cube and you're like oh that's a good looking cube like that's what that's all I can explain to why I think the ass looked pretty good. Yeah. Well, okay. While we're talking about man ass anyway, this has nothing to do with man ass really, but I was listening to it. It has to do with my man ass. Okay. Uh, I was listening. I've listened to this podcast for many years, and this dude that I talk about, he's mentioned a couple times, well, it's like a shower fart, you know? And I didn't know what that meant. And then one time I was listening to one where he explained it, and he's like, have you ever like pressed your ass cheeks against the wall in the shower and <laughs> farted? Sounds really loud. And it gets really loud. And I had never tried that. And there had been so many times when I'd shower and I'd just fart and I'd be like, fuck, I should have done it against the wall. I finally did it like a week ago and I laughed my fucking ass off. It's very funny. It's a thing that actually makes it very loud and funny. Farts are funny. Next time you're in the shower, you feel a fart, 
slap them cheeks against the wall and let it out. See what happens. Yeah, just uh, the acoustics are very... Yeah. I don't know if it would work if you're fancy, you got a marble, or you got tile in your shower. I don't know if that would work. But if you're like me and you just got the cheap linoleum or whatever the fuck, it makes it very funny. And we should also preface that by saying, like, I won't guarantee that you'll find it funny. I, we will find it funny. But you might just be like, that was a loud, gross fart. I got to be honest. I, well, I was skeptical. I didn't think it would make any bit of a difference. And then I happened to remember, so I did it in the shower, and it was fucking hilarious. So if you find farts funny, if you like listening about man-ass, Give it a shot. It's fair. No, this is the podcast for you. <laughs> this podcast endorses shower farts and man ass. Well, just ass, woman yeah. ass too. Any all, ass. all ass, all asses. Okay, or all ass opportunity. Equal ass That's opportunity. Yeah. Number two. Numerous five. Alice Eve's real play. Try it again. Alice Eve's real parents portrayed her parents in this film. Oh, I'm gonna guess false. It was true. God fucking damn it. Sorry, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, so her her actual mother and father are playing her mother and father in this film. Oh, that's interesting. It's, I hadn't I hadn't seen them in anything else. Well, no, I don't think they do anything else. Yeah. I, I think that was just I don't understand how the casting director was like, yeah, just bring your real parents in. Like that's <laughs> un, that's unheard of. Well, I have a theory. So it was probably they started filming or they were filming that scene on Take Your Child to Work Day. But <laughs> she was like, we're going to do it reverse and I'll show you. It's take your mom and pa to mom and da to work day that was that went everywhere from like cockney to irish i'm not sure what that accent was i can't fucking do australian man at one point was never australian <laughs> at, at no any point, point. <laughs> put another shrimp on the barbie it's closer Take me mom and dad to work that's well, that was that's like, irish yeah. that's yeah. irish i'm a winch in the fields all right so you've already lost but we've got oh, yeah. one more all right oh, number yeah. three true or false the hockey date scene was filmed during an actual hockey game True. It is true. All right. True. It was filmed during an actual game between the Penguins and the Islanders. Well, that's cool. Yeah. No, it was cool. I wish I gave a shit about hockey. Uh, I did. When, so when I live in St. Louis, I actually really enjoy going to Blues You games. lived there when the Blues were, like, good, right? They wanted, Well, yeah. Right before I moved back, they won the Cup. Yeah, there you so go. I, yeah, and I went to uh, a bunch of games in um, Ameritrade, whatever it's called now. And it and it was I actually really like, so it doesn't do it justice. If you're trying to become a hockey fan by watching it on television, you're never going to become one. Right. It it's I guess from what Caitlin tells me, it's also like soccer. Like once you go to the games, you get more emotionally invested. Then you become you know have, once you start learning the team and the rules and right. all that shit. Yeah. But watching it on the TV, you're just like I don't know what the fuck's happening. Well. It, more so with soccer than hockey. I can't watch a fucking soccer match on television. Just... See, I can watch soccer over hockey any day. Of the no, week. hockey is way easier to watch. There's like, there's basically the person who invented soccer, and well, okay, all right, let me rephrase that. The guy who invented <laughs> hockey looked at soccer and was like, all right, how can we make this watchable? All right, let's make the pitch way smaller. Let's make them skate on ice. Let's give them sticks and let them hit each other. Yeah. I mean, they're very similar, but I think for me, I got super into FIFA when I was in college. So that made me a soccer fan, kind of like a peripheral soccer fan. Yeah, okay. I got to learn the rules and the offsides and shit like that because I played the shit out of that video game. So I think video games, you know. 100% FIFA is a fun video game to play. Yeah. That's 100% true. Yeah. I enjoy FIFA. And now we have the company I work for. We have a suite at Sporting Kansas City. So I, yeah. Was it called? Very uh, easy to go. Livestrong Live Park. Now it used to be. Now it's Children's Mercy Park. Yeah, that's right. Children. Yeah. That, because of the whole doping thing scandal. Yeah, yeah. Livestrong. It's insane to me though. One nut. <laughs> uh, 
so I sorry, I'm going off on a weird side tangent. We're gonna here. go into Lance Armstrong here. We're huh? gonna do it. Let's do it. I don't quite understand like the guy okay, the guy won seven tours de France's, right? Yeah. Okay. Was it only seven? I don't know. I, he seven, won a fuck ton. At least seven. Seven. And everyone's like, well, yeah, but he was getting blood transfusions. I'm like, that's not a fucking, like, uh, uh, he's an asshole. I don't think Lance Armstrong's a nice guy. He's a c- complete fucking Apparently asshole. Apparently he was a huge dick to everyone on the team. Yeah. And I, he was making them take, like, the deer antler spray and shit like that, right? Yeah, but, like, the fact that, yeah, but he got his blood, tra- like, that, the fact that he had all of his blood removed and replaced and was still able to win... It's pretty impressive. Seven Tour de France is I like, well, yeah, but he was on steroids. Like, okay, great. Well, how much did that help him? Well, five percent, six percent. Like, are we really going to erase the entire fucking dynasty of Tour de France that he won because steroids helped him seven, eight, ten percent? Come on, man. Like, give those steroids to anyone else. They're not going to do what he did. Well, yeah, let's celebrate that he was doing that amount of steroids and still fucking getting it done, you know? That's why I'm a big fan of, like, put fucking put Mark McGuire in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Barry Bonds. Put Barry Bonds in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah, Sammy dude, Sosa. Th- it helped. It th- They had an edge. It was an era that ha- it happened. It's in the history of the time. I'll give it that. I, but you remember all those fucking Livestrong bracelets, man? Do you remember those days? Yeah. Everybody had a goddamn. I never had so one. So I'm good with I'm good with making him a pariah from that standpoint. Just from the standpoint, he's like, oh, I care about people and cancer and shit. Like, no, 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 he's an asshole. But just from when you look at his body of work from winning the seven Tour de France's, you're like, well, yeah, but he dope. It's like, oh, okay, great. Like, <laughs> well, let me br- bring it back to Lance Armstrong in a movie on our movie podcast. I always think of Dodgeball him at the end of Dodgeball where he's like, oh, Peter. You're kind of feeling rough, huh? Well, I remember when I lost my testicle and uh, my doctors told me I had cancer. I wasn't going to live and I was winning all the Tour de France's. But I'm sure you're going through some rough stuff, too. Uh, but I'm sure your reason for quitting is really is valid. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then rewrite that movie, go back, and Peter should say, well, yeah, Lance, give me some of the juice you're taking, brother. And steroids are helpful, but only to an extent. And I'm not trying to minimize steroid usage. I'm not saying, like, everyone should actually... Fuck it. I am saying this. We should completely have a sport, sports league for well, every sport that we allow people to juice. And that's where it's a problem. I don't think the problem is necessarily with how much steroids he was taking or that he was taking. The problem is that he was cheating. Like, had other people been able to do, been on the same playing field, then yeah, let's juice them all up, have them go ride a fucking bike. That would make the Tour de France so much more interesting. But it was proven that that did happen. Yeah, but he, I, I don't know. So he, maybe he, he was the best juicer in the world. Right, so... That's kind of my point. So it was back like when uh, uh, Mark McGuire was in the home run race with Sammy Sosa. Everyone was juicing. Fucking everyone was juicing. Yeah. He just happened to be the best guy also juicing. Yeah. So I, that's, uh, and, and again, this is a, this is taking a weird turn. I've never, I did not feel like this afternoon I was going <laughs> to like take a real hard standpoint against defending Lance Armstrong because he's a real shitbird. I couldn't tell you the last time before five minutes ago that I had thought about Lance Armstrong. But you know, live strong, baby. One nut. <laughs> one nut. He does. He does only have one testicle. We should. He did that. He won seven Tour de France's with one testicle. I mean, that's impressive alone. He should be able to juice. He only has one testicle. We should make live strong bracelets the same yellow thing, same material, but instead of live strong, it says one nut, and instead of the Nike logo, it's this drunk guy. We could from sell. Our logo. We could sell the shit out the of the real those. Buzz takes guy. One nut. 
But we'd have to change his fingers to just be one instead of three. I mean, we can do that in Photoshop. That'd be easy. Yeah, there we go. That That's a t-shirt right there. That's a t-shirt, baby. One nut. Live strong. All right. Now, whoops. Sorry about that. <laughs> Drinking buddies. This is the portion of the podcast where we choose a character, not an actor, but a character from the film that we're reviewing that we would get irresponsibly shit-faced, fucked up, shy if you will, and I will with. Keenan. who is your drinking buddy? I got to go with the fat guy, the ball shaver. Devin, me too. Devin, that's his Devin name. Devin was yeah. mine. Yeah, all right. De- Devin, he's, he's, he's the guy I'm going to have the best time with, I'm yeah, sure. I, I'm trying to think of another guy. Like, there's no one else. You remember, uh, I, I don't know if I should say his name. We'll just call him Jack. Okay. <laughs> Jack was a very good looking friend of mine. Yeah. That he always, we would hang out. We were best bros. He was crazy because he's like, I don't eat pussy. I'm like, what? He's like, no, I he just don't do He doesn't have it. to. He's yeah. such a good looking guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and my response was like, yeah, well, some of us have to put like a down payment on a blowjob. So yeah. I don't know how you, I'm fantastic for you, buddy. This guy would show up. And the thing is, is I would I would have a girl and he wouldn't do it maliciously or anything. He was just such a good looking guy that I would handsome guy. I'd be trying to like flirt with a girl the whole night, trying to get it on, trying to get her phone number. I mean, this started to happen in seventh grade, ended up going all the way to Through when high we were like yeah. 20. No, when we were like 21 at the Lake of the Ozarks, uh, he just anytime Jack would show up, it was like, well, all of my chances are just fucking gone. So I can't drink with the good looking guy. He's a handsome guy. T.J. Miller. Can't drink with him. He's a douchebag. Yeah. Jay Barishaw, he's just going to be talking about his goddamn problems. Well, with I don't Alice know. Like, I prematurely ejaculate. Like, I don't, I, 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 that's the thing. I, I, I got to do with the ball shaver. I would not want to hang out with Jay Barishaw. Not, yeah. Well, okay. The real Jay Barishaw, I would. Not his character, though. Yeah. His character seems way too... Uh, uh, I don't know what it is. It's some kind of anxiety. Some, some sort of weird personality thing yeah, he's it's got. Just, yeah. yeah anxi- I don't know. I know uh, what you're talking about. It's, yeah. it's almost like he's... He's the Canadian Woody Allen. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but I would. I Without would, the, I would, yeah, <laughs> I would hang out with Woody Allen if there were no kids around. Oh, uh, yeah, I still need yeah. to watch that HBO thing. I know yeah, he did some fucked up shit. It's though. I don't know. I mean, like married his stepdaughter and well, he all did that do shit. that. And again, this goes back to: Are we able to ever compartmentalize art between action? Right. So, when Bill Cosby dies, do we say, hey, Bill Cosby, like, do we even? And tune in next week to Real Buzz Takes where we address that question. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, like he was same thing with like Rush Limbaugh. Same thing with yeah, objectively. They did great things. Uh, they were also real pieces of shit. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just you have to assess whether, you know, how. we're all human. And that's the thing. It, it, celebrate the human experience, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Do you listen to Michael you Jackson? You Do you still listen to R. Kelly? Hitler. Like, I don't know, man. I, I will tell you, if the remix to Ignition comes on, I'm still singing along. It's a great fucking song. If Beat It comes on, I'm beating it. Not it's like jerking off, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, hopefully not in public. Billie Jean, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's... it's... Yeah. P-Y-T. Pretty young thing. I don't know. It's 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 definitely a conversation that it's it's weird to have because... It... Then again, I don't watch Kevin Spacey movies now, though. So, see, I mean, I guess there is some of that. Who knows? I think we're going to get to the point where, and I'm not defending any of these people's actions on any level at all, but we're going to get to the point where we're not going to be able to. Yeah, everybody. Everyone's going to. Ellen has fallen from grace. Everyone. Uh, Lance Armstrong fell for pretty much anybody that's motivational and has done something good. You're going to find out something bad. I think we just need to. You're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a bad time. 
I, I really just think if you pizza when you want a French fry, you're going to have a bad time. I think it's important to just realize that we're all human and just to understand that we're all capable of great things and terrible things. And if you can, from an artistic pers perspective, appreciate the art someone put out, but contextually also understand that these people could legitimately be pieces of shit. I don't know. This is a real buzzed moral dilemma. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm verbal vomiting. I'm just having, I'm just talking. You are witnessing Robbie having a crisis of faith All right. live on Real Buzz TV. Rotten Tomatoes over under. Uh, <laughs> I will Don't you set it at something? Yeah. I, was just I will set, I will set the critics at a 55%. Under. Over 58. God damn. I've been really bad on these recently. Well, I mean... The, I'm getting close on net worth. I'm doing better on those, but the over under segment terrible. It is weird. I feel like you you were better at the over under on Rotten Tomatoes over under, and then you got better at the net worth. Net yeah. worth. So now you're worse than right. No, who cares? I don't know. Uh, audience, I will set also to fifty five percent. Over. Over fifty nine percent. All right. The IMDb was no idea. Oh, I've got an idea for a new segment after we say this. Okay, but it's a real fast one. Uh, IMDb, I'll guess five point eight. 6.4. It's okay. a, I was surprised. It. Yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah, it's about that. Uh, my real buzz ranking, or rating rather, is a two and a half out of five beers. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that. It's, it's as far as rom-coms go, it's a, it's a rom-com, but it's definitely not like a chick flick. You know, it's a male rom-com is what it is. Yeah, they kind of hit that like real center point where it is, a movie that women would like to see, but also men would from a comedic standpoint. It's, right. But that also kind of makes it too generic and kind of bland. Yeah. Like it didn't really choose a demographic it wanted to attract. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It it, it didn't know if it just wanted to be kind of like a slapstick uh, type. Co it, it's more of a rom-com than a just a comedy, I would say. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I it's agree. It's definitely with that. a romantic comedy. Uh, but that brings me to what I yeah, want to say. Please, new new segment. Since I didn't know what the IMDb is because I watched it on Paramount Plus. So I did too. I signed up for the free seven day trial. We should talk about what we watched it on Paramount Plus. So you hit can a, find a thing. Do a thing. What we watched on. So yeah, that's what we. Need. That's a great. That's a great fucking segment idea, and I'm we're gonna do that from now on. We should probably start doing it sooner. I meant to say it before we started recording. I'm glad I remembered at the end. But yeah. It's free on Paramount Plus. You can start a seven day free trial. If you have Amazon Prime. You can also I bet you Oh, I guess or any Hulu so or whatever. I yeah. had already I had started a seven day free trial to Paramount Plus like two months ago and I had just been paying for it and forgot. So I canceled my subscription. Yeah. It so, ends yeah. June fifteenth. So I still had the rest of this time. You said we were watching this. It's like, well, let me look. Oh, it's on Paramount Plus. And that's the thing. Even with a lot of movies that we watch, they're like, Hey, you can watch this on a stars uh subscription for Six ninety nine, yeah. and it's four ninety nine to rent. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just, I can have a month of stars. I'll just pay six ninety nine, yeah, and you know, cancel it. As long as you make sure to cancel, or if it's the seven day free trial, it's like I'll do that, cancel it after I watch the movie. Okay, Good so to go. All right, so in the did that for Con Air, <laughs> me too, Cinemax. So in yeah. the context of the show, where do you think that that particular, where do you think that segment would work best? I don't know, I don't know. Maybe that's just that we workshop something. Yeah, we we'll workshop. We'll it. figure it out. Yeah. Maybe just when we're doing like plot keywords and shit, we can just say what we watched. Uh, or maybe, yeah, you know what? I'll figure it out. We'll, you'll we'll figure it out. out. All right. Yeah. Anyways, we should tell people. Thank you again for listening to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz crew. Keenan, take us out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
I thought maybe I had like a little talking penis or something. We are the Real Buzz Crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. I was wearing sunglasses this episode. Oh, thank you.